Hey guys, it's Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers. Welcome to the Caps On Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to the Caps On Podcast, coming to you from the capital, with your hosts, Nick Tobias, Tyler Blumenstick, and Michael Britton. We are back with the third episode of the Caps On podcast. It is week 14 um, of the NFL regular season. We're closing in on the end and the start of the playoffs. A lot of weird games this week, I would say. I mean, I don't know, just not really that many great games with playoff implications and whatnot. But we're going to kick it off here. We're going to try to go a little bit rapid fire. Um, we're releasing this podcast later in the week. Um, I caught the flu over the weekend last weekend um, into the beginning of the week, so we weren't able to record on time the way we wanted to. Um, so we're going to go quick. That way you guys can listen to it and get your bets in before the game start at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Jordan played an entire game with the flu. I don't, I don't, I don't see what the excuse is here. He doesn't Jordan play. didn't need his voice, <laughs> and Jordan didn't care, and was a lot more important to his team than I am. So I guess you're saying you're not Jordan. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Disappointment. So, yeah. So first game of the week, um, probably the best one o'clock game, um, Baltimore at Buffalo. The line opened up at Baltimore minus six and a half. It's now down to Baltimore minus six, which initially looking at it, it's it that's the line movement that we want in this matchup because, I mean, B- Baltimore seems to be the team that's probably going to take most of the money in my opinion, but. Um, I don't know. We'll see how Buffalo turns out this week. I mean, they've been hot. They're nine and three. Same thing with Baltimore, ten and two. But I don't know. We're, I'm curious to see how good this Baltimore or Buffalo defense is. Baltimore's defense as well um, against Lamar Jackson. See if they can slow him down because nobody's had an answer at this point. I think this game is more so if uh, Buffalo's offense can keep pace with uh, Baltimore's offense this game. Um, it's going to be all about Josh Allen. If Josh Allen uh, is the real deal or not, this is going to be the game. Um, but I think Baltimore minus six is uh, is an easy one in this game. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Baltimore minus six for sure. Uh, this is like you said, the test for Josh Allen. I think it might be a little close in the beginning, and then the Ravens start to pull apart towards the end. Ravens minus six. Buffalo's defense is good, but I, I think Lamar Jackson has just been that much I mean, he's the he's the MVP in the league, and it's it's not even a debate at this point. Buffalo, like I said, Buffalo's defense is good, but I don't think they can hold. Uh, I don't think they can hold uh, Lamar Jackson. Easy. All right, so we yeah. all agree on the Ravens minus six. Yeah, I mean, I'm the line looks like it's moving down, so I'm hoping that it just keeps going, and then we could take this maybe under the number of six. If we can get it at five and a half, I think that's that's ideal. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be necessary. I, I could see Buffalo um, losing this game by 10 points or more just, just on the sole factor of Lamar Jackson being an X factor and being that guy. So anyway, moving on, our next game is Washington at Green Bay. The line is Green Bay minus 13 at home in Lambeau. Um... Another one of those games where it's a team with superstars like Aaron Rodgers against 
a, a new rookie quarterback in Dwayne Haskins who just hasn't shown anything all year. Um, the line is high, so it, it might shoo a, little, a few people away. The over-under set at 41 and a half. Um, I mean, my gut's telling me Green Bay minus 13, but I, I just don't know if that's something that I want to touch. So personally, I would stay away from it. Um, even in Lambeau, like I, I know the Green Bay played the Giants to what, what was the score of that game? I don't know, it was around it, thirteen, it was a little yeah, bit more. They lost by the Giants lost by five, I think. It was like mm. it was that close. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was that close. All right, last week the Packers beat the Giants thirty-one to thirteen. Oh, never mind. I was at the game. I was drinking. Must have forgot. Sorry. It was cold. It snowed. It was cold. <laughs> Another one of those Giants games to forget. Uh, but this is a game where I can't leave the points on the table. Uh, I think the game's going to be slow. I don't think there's going to be much action going on. Um, Double-digit dogs at home. I mean, screw it. Yeah, I'm taking Green Bay on this, minus 13. Uh, I think I think Redskins are going to come out thinking they have a chance. Green Bay's going to go up early. They're going to get discouraged. There's going to be some miscommunication between Dwayne Haskins and his, lo- his offensive line. I think Green Bay has this, and it's going to be a blowout. Turn it off after, like, halfway through the second quarter. 13 points is a lot of points. A lot of points. A lot of points. Uh, Especially on the road, it's tough. Uh, I've been riding Miami in similar situations, but I just don't think I see it from from Washington. Uh, Their playoff hopes are still alive, but I think that's where uh, Green Bay is, where that goes to die. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) Green uh, Green Bay is the pick here. So, another squad agreement there. Green Bay minus 13, or hey, stay away. Listen, I, I, like, I like Skins plus 13. Skins plus 13. Oh, you said home dogs, which didn't make much sense. So Why? Because Why Green Bay is at home. No, Green, it's Green Bay is at home. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Still riding that uh, road no, plus no, 13. Packers minus 13. I thought they were away. Packers minus 13. Yeah. So, moving on, we have the Broncos <laughs> playing in Houston against the Texans. The line opened at Houston minus 8. It's now at Houston minus 9. Um, similar line movement with the under-over. It opened at 41.5, moved up a point to 42.5. Um, Public and Sharps clearly on Houston, moving that line up. I don't know. This game is a little weird because Denver just got Drew Locke last week. He played pretty well. I, I just don't know how good Denver's defense is like I know Von Miller's out so that definitely takes a huge hit Denver's not a great football team Houston beat New England last week on what was it Monday night yeah it was a Monday night game no it was Monday last week yeah they beat him 28 22 they let New England crawl back into the game but I that's just not something that I think is going to happen this week um Houston minus nine is my pick um even, even the over. I mean, Houston's defense played well against the Patriots last week, but Tom Brady and the Patriots offense looked out of sorts, in my opinion. Um, they easily could have won that game if they started off a little bit hotter. But then again, you can't go around making predictions like that if because they didn't go out and play. They didn't execute. But Houston's defense still isn't good. So, yeah. I don't know. This game could go over. It's a, it's a low total, so yeah, I, I can that, see that. That's but. I, I think it's a bit of a trap game. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer than many people think. Um, I don't know. I I, I think I, I don't think Denver wins this game, but I think Denver can keep it close for most of the game. Houston has those games where they kind of 
they far have a nice brain fart. They don't play well. They don't have to win this week. They have to win next week or whenever they play the Titans, whenever that is. Um, so I think this is a game where it's a little bit of a trap. They, I, I don't know if they lose, but I think it's close. So I'll take Denver plus nine. See, I, I agree. It's going to be close. Uh, the Houston minus nine is what worries me a little bit. Um, that's why I'm going to stick with the over here, 42 and a half. Like we said before, both defenses aren't really that great. Um, and the fact that Deshaun Watson, the, the Texans, were able to put up 28 points against the Pats defense, I think that they're really going to put up numbers against Denver. And Denver's going to strike back, and that over 42.5 is going to be beaten by a good bit. I, I like the Broncos um, in this spot here. I know it's on the road, but the Broncos are 4-1 in their last five against the spread, 7-5 and five on the season. Um, their defense is not great, but they're... They're limiting. They're doing a job here. Um, for the most part, they've held... I mean, in the last game that they've played, they held uh, the Chargers to 20 points. They held the uh, the Bills to 20 points, Vikings to 27, Cleveland to 19, and the Colts to 15. And that's just the last five games. I think the defense could get it done. I think Deshaun Watson is a bit of a, you know, a different quarterback than the dudes that are on, you know, the, the previous five teams I mentioned. But uh, nine and a half is a... Or nine whatever you can get it at, is a pretty good line. I think it's a little bit closer to the uh, closer than that. If not, I think we're looking for a, a little bit of a backdoor cover here. So I'm taking Drew Locke in Denver. All right, so not much agreement there on our part. I mean, we got the over, we got Denver plus nine, I guess. Um, but everyone's staying away from oh, – we do have agreement. Everybody is pretty much staying away from Houston, um, although they should win that game. Moving on, we have another good game at 1 o'clock. San Francisco at New Orleans playing the Saints. This is interesting. We got, I believe, two 10-2 teams. Yep. And San Francisco is on not a skid, but they've been 2-2 two and two in their last four. They lost at Baltimore last week. Um, so they, I guess Baltimore didn't play New England last week. Oh, no, Houston played New England last week. So... San Francisco is – it opened at, Sa- at uh, the Saints minus 3.5. It's now down to uh, Saints minus 2.5. So, New Orleans is – or San Francisco is getting much of the early betting action on this one. The under-over was set at 45. It's now down to 44.5. So, a little bit of movement, but not too much. Um, I-, I like this game because – I think it's a it's within a field goal. It's a good game to bet on. Um, not a crazy spread at all by any means. I, I just I'm personally not too high on San Francisco. I haven't been even when they started out at eight and zero. I I don't know. They they just don't like. Yeah, they have a good defense, but like I I'm just not too high on that offense. And you look on the other side of the ball in this game, and you have New Orleans, who has an explosive offense and the ability to put up points, even though. Drew Brees has not necessarily been himself this year. They still have Kamara. They have Latavius Murray. That's a nice little two-headed monster back there. Drew Brees is a future Hall of Famer. And Michael Thomas, who I think is the best receiver in the league, uh, they have enough to overcome San Francisco's defense, and this line is low enough. And I'm, I'm just going to – I'm not taking the bait here on San Francisco plus 2.5 or whatever this is going to go off at, at 1 o'clock on Sunday. I, I just – I don't know. I – not going to take the bait, which is what Vegas thinks that everybody is going to go for. And that's what the line movement indicates at this moment. So my pick is New Orleans minus two and a half. If you can get that under a field goal, then take it. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a tough game for me to, to bet. I think um, it can go one. I, I mean, obviously, it can go one or two ways. Um, I'm not too comfortable putting my money on anything here, but I would trust Drew Brees when it comes down to it. So um, I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game all year. I'll just take New Orleans minus 2.5, minus 3, um, whatever it is. And uh, it might, it's going to be an ugly game. I prefer not to touch it, but uh, if I had to, that's what I would roll with. Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much touched on all the points. Um, I know San Fran has a good defense, but like you said, Stick, I, I just don't trust that offense. I don't trust in Jimmy G, especially with Drew Brees. He's hungry. He's a, he's a veteran seasoned guy. And they have too many too many like lethal attacks on offense. I'm going to go with Saints minus 2.5. I'm going to take San Francisco plus 2.5. I think they straight up win this game, um, even, if it's at, even if it's in New Orleans. I think... San Francisco has an ability to get after the quarterback like no other, and they've spent you know the first round draft picks year after year on those elite pass rushers. Um, so they should be able to get to Drew Brees, and Drew Brees isn't going to murder you with his legs. He might get like three or four every once in a while, but if you can get to him consistently, you're going to force New Orleans to change their game plan and go, you know, shorter, and you can take those you know, short passes away. I think San Francisco takes this plus two and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if they went outright. Nick, you said uh, there's one of two ways this can go. I could, if you want to throw a prop bet on here, <laughs> take a tie. I don't know what it's at, but I don't recommend it. But Yeah, I guess there are three possible, <laughs> three possible outcomes. All right, moving on, we have Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cincinnati coming off their first win of the year. They're at 1-11. Cleveland is... Not meeting expectations. They had a lot of high hopes going into this year. They're at 5-7. and seven. Uh, The line opened at Cleveland minus 8.5. It's now Cleveland minus 7, so it's getting you under that key number of 7. And I, I don't know. This is a weird line. I just... Like, yeah, Cleveland is definitely head and shoulders above Cincinnati. You just can't trust Cleveland. You can't trust Cleveland. Like, it's... The to be a year. touchdown favorite, like, I get it. It's in Cleveland. I understand why the line is the way it is, but this is a game I'm staying away from. Andy Dalton won last week against the Jets. The and Jets the are the Jets. Jets. <laughs> but the thing is, Cleveland is Cleveland. Like, I I don't know. Like, a part of me wants to throw a small, small, small bet on Cincinnati plus seven, but I'm staying away from this completely. The under-over is set at 42.5. I think better play is on one of those um, – I'm staying away as a whole, but if you want to play this game, I think playing the total is it. I think Cincy plus seven is easy. Do you think there's any carryover from this whole Odell Beckham speculation that he might not be happy? Do you think that's carrying over to any of the locker room? Do you think there's anything in the locker room that, you know, they might be looking past this game? Well, he tweeted. Not even if he causes the issues. If somebody, you know in that locker room is causing the issues or somebody in the media is causing those issues. Do you think that has any carryover and they're just looking straight past Cincinnati? I think people are trying to make stories up here. And Odell, like, obviously it kind of hits close to the heart because we had him and we dealt with these issues and media fabricating stories or not fabricating stories, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, But Odell tweeted, I believe it was a day or two ago, um, late in the week that, like to stop making up stories, basically. Like he's happy in Cleveland. He's just a little bit frustrated because they haven't met. Happy. Yeah, but he said like we're not meeting expectations. You can't expect me to be completely okay with the way the season has gone. 
and basically ended the tweet saying, next story. Like, basically, like, come on, keep yeah. fishing. Like, you're just reaching for straws at this yeah, point. Like, you can be frustrated and there's no issues on the team. Like, they're probably all in the same boat, like, trying to get better and just things aren't clicking right now. Um, but I'm going to kind of disagree with you guys. I think Cleveland is actually going to blow the Bengals out here. Yeah, they beat the Jets, like, any Dalton's in, but I think it's a crash and burn for them, and they lose out the rest of the season. I'm going to take the, the, the Browns at minus seven. I just think this is the nail in the coffin for the Browns this year and the way they've played. Um, they played poorly all year. Like you were saying, they've been underperforming all year, and I think this is the game um, that really makes them look like crap. I You know, they might come out winning this game, but I think it's going to be back and forth, and they're going to be going back and forth with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was leading the league in, in, in uh, uh, yards earlier in the year. He was he was throwing the ball. He, I mean, Tyler Boyd, um, he's got John Ross back. So, and their defense is playing decent. B.W. Webb back there holding down the fort. Um, I, I, I like uh, Cincinnati plus seven there. All right. Uh, moving on, we have the Panthers the, with a new head coach. No, not a new head coach. we got an interim head coach over there playing at Atlanta um, in the Benz Indoor Stadium. The line opened at Atlanta minus two. It's now bet up to Atlanta minus three and a half. Um, under over set at 48 and a half. Now down to 47 and a half. I think the play here is on the over. I don't want to touch this game. I know I'm going to get some differing opinions going over here and some people taking the total based on previous conversation. But <laughs> yeah, I think the over is the play here. I mean, these are two offenses with I'm, that can score points. Atlanta can be explosive. They showed it the last couple of weeks. Um, they're not a great football team. I don't think they are by any means. Um, and neither is Carolina, but they have the pieces to score points, and they've shown that. So I'm going to go over on this one. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. All right. No, go ahead. So I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Falcons on this one um, at minus three and a half. I, I think it's going to be close. I think it might come down to like a last touchdown kind of situation or like, you know, a, a back and forth game. The Falcons are three and nine against the spread, but three of those wins are coming in the last five. They're not putting it together necessarily, but they're playing better. Uh, they're at home in this one and they're going against a new coach. I, I, I just, I, I don't see a way that the Falcons lose that, even if they are going against uh, former Super Bowl defensive coordinator Perry Fuel. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I, I was on like the Panthers train uh, a little bit here, but honestly, I, I, I can't continue to back that. I, I'm going to stay away from the spread. I'm going to agree with you, Stick. I'm going to hit the over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game just back to back to back. Um, I think one person to watch in this game, which I know is watched all the time, but Julio Jones hasn't caught a touchdown pass since week three. Um, it's week 14, so he's, he's due. He's coming off an injury. I know he's injured, but he might be fresh, got some rest. Over at 47 and a That's Julio Jones, though. He just doesn't <laughs> catch touchdowns. Whether it was whoever's calling the plays now or Sarkeesian last year or two years ago, they just don't know how to get him the ball like when it matters. They can get him seven receptions for 150 yards, but if you're not getting the touchdown, if you're not getting your best player the ball in the end zone, you're then you're not going to put up points. And I, I, I like the over. I think it's going to go back and forth, but I think it's it's... It, it depends on whether or not Matt Ryan can get Julio Jones. Well, I, I think the Falcons have an e. There's they're getting Julio back. They're supposed to have Austin Hooper back, and they're supposed to have Devontae Freeman back. 
Matt Ryan has all his, all of his weapons now. He's got Calvin Ridley too, um, and I think if they have a full, their offense is ready to go, fully healthy, fully loaded, ready to go. I don't think there's any way they lose this game. Um, they're at home. Um, you know, it's always it's it's a it's a division game, so you never really know how it can go. Uh, what we got? Two and a half or three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah, Kyle Allen has also lost five of his past six starts. So he started hot, now he's struggling. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like this I feel is more Kyle comfortable with two and a half. Over. If I could buy it down to two and a half, I might be a little bit more comfortable because I do think it's going to be a field goal game. If, you know, when it comes down to it, um, I'll do. You know, if I could buy it down to two and a half, I would. But I'll, I'll take three and a half here, Falcons. All right, uh, moving on, we have the Detroit Lions at the Vikings in Minnesota. The line is set at 13. It hasn't changed since what it was set at originally. Um, the total opened at 42.5. It's now 43.5. David Blau, baby. Is he starting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, it's, it's the David Blau show now. Okay. From what I saw on Thanksgiving, I don't totally hate the guy. Like I think he can play. He doesn't look like a rattled quarterback thrown into this terrible situation. He didn't in that first half. The second half no. of the game, he well, kind of. I think the Bears adjusted. The Bears adjusted. You can't expect him to have a superstar performance against the against the Bears. And but I don't know. Like, but you're expecting him to have a superstar performance against the Vikings. No, but what <laughs> I lost by one touchdown to the Seahawks. Like the Vikings defense isn't what it used to be though. But I they're still very stable. Still Blau. very He's good. An undrafted yeah. free like, agent. He might have had a good game. It's also Thanksgiving game. A little more morale going. Ah. It's just it's thirteen points, and that's the number. I, I I hate double digits, and it's it's another divisional game. Divisional games are stupid. It's like the Giants. Whenever the Giants are playing a divisional game, and you know the Eagles are significantly better than them, the Cowboys are significantly better than them, they always put up a fight. Well, maybe not always, mm. but <laughs> you never know. In individual games, it makes it tougher. Um, I'm not expecting Detroit to win this game. No, but no, you're saying like the no. 13 is it? I would take the 13 points, and if you if yeah. you if you're running a teaser, I, this is definitely a candidate to throw that in there because if you can get this up in a six point teaser to 19 points, and you can just, I mean, cover your ass a little bit, like I, yeah, yeah this is it. Like yeah, I I don't know. It's a divisional game, so, and I saw saying. a stat that I think it was like somebody threw that out there. I don't remember who it was, but 70 to 80 percent. Of NFL games fall within a touchdown, you're getting two here. Um, in a divisional game, Minnesota doesn't necessarily impress me. And if Detroit's defense can like bend and not break, I, I think this game can stay within that range. Kirk Cousins can go from a near MVP candidate to why is this dude getting paid all that money in the matter of literally like a series. Hey, it's not a prime time game though. It's not a prime time <laughs> game, but it's still Kirk Cousins. Yeah. The guy doesn't change. Um, the Minnesota Vikings are five and zero straight up at home. Uh, they're seven and one as favorites, but they're one and four against the spread in the last five games. And I think that's a product of the teams they're playing. They're playing Seattle. They're playing Denver. Although that Denver game, they kind of gave them a little bit of a run for their money. Uh, Minnesota had to come back in that game, but prior to that, it was um, Dallas and Kansas City. Um, fourteen and a half is a lot of points or 14 whatever you're it's or 13, 13 whatever it's going to end up you, at you that's have, a lot know, of points 14 on I have 13 on FanDuel say, 14 it's a lot of points and you're getting you're getting two touchdowns here and Dalvin Cook is going to play but he's was obviously shaken up at the end of that game last, or yeah, you know in the middle of that game last him. week I push him I, I think 13. I think Detroit plus 13 is is the way to go I don't love it but I it's it's can't leave those Almost two touchdowns. Mm. 
David Blow is going to Blow Blow. blow. David Blow. Whatever, man. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Irrelevant. David, cover the spread. Yeah, that's please, that's, please that's, cover that's the spread. I think, I mean, I think plus thirteen too. Plus, but I think it's gonna be like a nail biter. Like, please that thirteen, please that thirteen. I'm just so we're getting another backdoor cover here, where they're yeah. down twenty-one, and he throws the garbage time yep. four-minute <laughs> touchdown where it doesn't matter, and they lose by twelve as opposed to lose by yeah. nineteen. That's how I'm like that. I, outcomes I feel it. I feel it. All right, moving on to an ugly game. We got Miami visiting the Jets. Oh, um, yes. The second meeting of them between or through the throughout this season, the line opened at um, New York minus six. It's down to New York minus five. The under over was set at forty four. It's now at forty six. Um, I I don't really know what to make of this game. I personally think that Miami yes. has roll roll off. No, this isn't no. my pick. This oh, yeah. is not my pick. I'm just saying I think Miami has. Played better. Um, they're not as bad as the Bengals. I mean, they're a three-win team at this point. Um, however, I do think they can cover the spread. I do think they can win. Um, I did back the Jets um, last week in I Cincinnati. It was actually my lock of the week, and they just let me down completely. Like, absolutely <laughs> played like crap. Like, scored six points in Cincinnati. Like, I don't know. What are you going to do there? The Jets just aren't a good team. They're not consistent. They won three straight. They beat the Giants, the Redskins, and, o- and Oakland. Three bad teams, and then they lost to the worst team in the league. And now they're playing Miami. They, I mean, now looking at this in the last five games, the Jets have a favorable schedule, and they're just not doing it. Like, I'm, I'm going to stay away from this game as a whole. But if I had to take a pick, I would take the points with Miami just because you got two bad teams and, like, yeah, I mean that's it. Two bad teams. He got a, almost a touchdown. Um, the line's it's dropping. A revenge so. game. Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game. <laughs> Fitz is a competent quarterback. Like, and Devontae Parker has really yeah. blown up I the last what I, three I weeks. I can't leave the five points on the board for Miami. Five, five and a half, whatever you want to get it at. I, I, I can't leave the five on the board. I, I don't. I'm never. And take it early too because it's going to keep dropping. It's the Jets. I, I can't trust the Jets. It's like the Giants. You can't trust putting money on the Giants. Like I like the Jets have screwed me over the past two weeks when they messed up with uh, uh, Oakland and uh, whoever else the week before. I, I'm just I can't do it. Um, Fitz Magic plus five revenge game. Yeah, you guys pretty much hit on all the points. It's going to be a shit, just ugly game. But, yeah, Miami's hot. I have no faith in the Jets. I'm going Miami minus five. Or Miami plus, what's minus five? Plus, Miami plus, plus five. five. Miami won that game outright a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm going to take them at five and a half there. When yeah. everybody at the beginning of the season was finding a friend of Sean McVay, which might, you know, backfire now uh, because the Rams are kind of, you know, whatever now. Everybody's trying to find that offensive guru. Miami went out and picked up Brian Flores from the Patriots as their next coach. And he has kind of, I don't know if he's installing like, you know, some sort of discipline over there, but I don't think he's coaching like with a care. I don't think he's trying to impress anybody. He's not trying to be anything that he's not. And that's not to say that the Sean McVay's friends are, you know, trying to coach an offense that they don't have. Brian Flores literally makes do with what he has, and what he has is nothing, but nothing is working right now. I mean, we saw it with that play on the, was it the two-point, was it the, did they get a touchdown or a two-point conversion off that weird, that was a two-point conversion. That was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. The dude does not care. The dude is not playing to lose, but he's opening up his entire playbook 
to try and yeah, win a game. They, they got nothing to lose. At this point. He's giving He's, guys an opportunity to show what they have and see if they should be part of this rebuild. And, mm-hmm. and I like that. I, and they're a gritty team, and they're going out there. They they're have not some heart now. Like I, Tank I for like Tua them. was a thing, and they're clearly they not. Kept Josh Rosen in if they wanted to if they wanted to lose games. Ryan yeah, Fitzpatrick is good for at least like four three wins a season, and that's not going to get you the first round pick. So I'm going with Miami plus five and a half here. Yes, sir. Well, Adams is most likely to not play. I don't think he's playing. I think he's out. He's not yes, playing. He's Le'Veon Bell is also ruled out. Oh, so Miami. I don't know who yeah. we're looking at here on the Jets to make plays, but um, I think I do that right now. Miami plus five and a half. Yeah. Was that consent? Was that yeah? All it, was, it was a consensus right. pick. The Dolphin All the board. All aboard the Dolphins train. It's an Adam Gase revenge game too, but Adam Gase is a you psychopath. Yeah. It's gonna take two smelling salts before the game. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. We have Indianapolis visiting Tampa Bay in Florida. Tampa Bay minus three. The line hasn't changed. The totals opened up at forty nine. It's now forty seven. Um, team of. I mean, two teams hovering around 500. I don't really know what to make of it. Bruce Arians actually said, like, he addressed the quarterback situation with Jameis and his play and said he's not making a decision until after December. Um, I don't hate Jameis Winston. I just think, like, I don't know what's up with him, but he just... Yeah, he needs glasses. He's maybe he's colorblind. Like, he throws to the wrong team fair, fair bit. But then he also can throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns while throwing interceptions. Like... They play quick. They move the ball. They have weapons. I, I like the way they're playing. Like, I, I don't know. Like it, They're not a great team. They don't impress me. But the Colts' offense has just been so stagnant without T.Y. Hilton. Like, you, they cannot do much. Jacoby Brissett is just a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. He's not going to hurt you, but he's not going to help you. He does what he can. They are, their running backs is are just like... It's like a three-headed committee without Marlon Mack in I'm there. I'm going to pause you there because Marlon Mack is playing, playing this week. Yeah, it's return back. of the Mack. And the and the Bucks like rush defense is awful. It is, but I, I don't think... I think this game is going to be decided through the air. And can Jacoby Brissett keep up with Jack Doyle, Paris Campbell, Chester Rogers, and Zach Pascal? Yeah, you can't keep up with a team no. that scores points through the air like that when all you can do is run the ball. And... The cl- if you're, they're going to keep running it, the clock's just going to deflate. But then again, I could also see Indianapolis getting those turnovers and then holding the ball and controlling the game. So if I'm going to stay away from this, but if Indianapolis can control the game and play at their pace and get uh, force Jameis to make mistakes like he's used to, then I think Indianapolis can come away with a cover and possibly even an outright win. Really? But I, I don't, I don't know. I'm staying away from this. And if you want to play it, I, I say play the total. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is a live bet game. You have to see how Indianapolis comes out. That they can move it their way, take a lot of time off the clock. Uh, the Bucks defense is just going to wear down. And with Jameis just chucking the ball up, turnovers, not a lot of time for them to rest. I, I, I got to agree with you on this one, Stig. I think I'm going to take, I'm going to even just go crazy on this one and go Colts money line at plus 152. I think they could do it. I don't think the Bucks have it in them. Uh, I, I like Jameis. He, he helped me out last week. Um... And I think that, yes, he's turnover happy. He could throw two interceptions, but he could also throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns and they can win the football game. Um, I think it's going to be a battle of the offenses. I think that Tampa Bay um, pushes out front early and Indianapolis has to keep up. And I'm not sure if Indianapolis can't keep up. Um, I'd be stupid to not take Tampa Bay here home minus three. 
weekly. So I'm going to rain on your parade a little bit here. Tampa Bay's 0-5 against the spread at home. If it, Well, I'll bring an umbrella. <laughs> okay. If you're going to rain on my parade, I'll bring an umbrella. I'm going I'm going indie here. I don't see why the Bucks are favorited in this game. I, I, I don't like Jameis Winston. I wear glasses. I can do what Jameis Winston does without my glasses. Well, that's the point. Um, he doesn't have glasses, which is why he's doing what he's doing. Well, did he get glasses? No. Jameis should play with Rex Specs. I think that would be <laughs> sick. That would be hilarious. I, um, I would look. I, but he's definitely not eating W's this year. I'm telling you that. No. I mean, I think Indy's the better team. Indy's playing for something. They're 6-6. Six and six, And even though they're not, you know, in the they're in the hunt still at 500, I think they come away, uh, I think they come away with an outright win. And plus 152 is, uh, is a pretty good number here. Money line? Money line. The money line. All right. Line with the money, baby. Moving on, we have... The Chargers visiting Jacksonville. Oh, I'm sick of the LA. I'm sick of um, the Chargers. The Chargers can't cover my can't cover spreads for shit. It's true. Anyway, Minshew mania this week. I mean, that's yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily. Yeah, they're three and seven against the spread. Three seven and two against the spread. You can't trust them. Jacksonville's five and seven against the spread. Minshew mania. The what? LA push Chargers. What is it? It's, we have the Chargers. It opened at minus two and a half. It's now at minus three. So the early money is on LA, which I I agree with. I I think they're a much better team than their record, and even against the spread shows, um, they have weapons and like. I mean, Phillip Rivers is really the only team thing holding that offense back right now, um, and injuries to their offensive line. But anyway, I know I, I don't know with Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, you have Mike Williams, you got Keenan Allen, you got Hunter Henry. Like, it's, by the way, we got our surprise this week. So you would have, if you're listening at this point, you would have already heard it. Um, so I hope you enjoy that. I think it's a cool little spice up um, to the podcast, but. Anyway, the total was opened at 43. It's now down to 42.5. This is a game I'm going to stay away from, but I still think the Chargers are better than they look, and I, I would I would lay the field goal with, with um, L.A. going to Jacksonville. Um, but, yeah, then again, just stay. I, I would stay away because Minshew mania, you never know what you're going to get. I think um, I think Minshew's going to come out because he, want, he wants a starting spot. I mean, why wouldn't you? He was able to grab the nation's heart by storm with his with his stash. Um, I can't trust the Chargers anymore. They they screwed me over plenty of times in parlays straight up. Um, Jacksonville plus three at home. I'll take the home dogs. Maybe they don't win, but I I mean I'd probably try to tease that up a little bit. Uh, you know, th- maybe throw that in, in a teaser with uh, with the Lions plus thirteen. Get the, you know by six six and a half points maybe. Um, but but I think Jacksonville makes it a game here. I think they come out firing. Uh, they want to make. Can they make a playoff push? What's their record? Nah, no, I don't no, think so. No. All right. Well, they're fighting for respect. I think they're five and seven. They're fighting for respect. They're they, four and eight. If they come out in the black jerseys, then it's a lock. See that? That I could get behind. I could <laughs> yeah, definitely that. get behind that. <laughs> uh, the, what good play good? Jack plus three. Jack what do you got, Mike? Yeah, you guys touched on it all pretty much. I, I, I don't even. I'm definitely staying away from this. I am gonna take the Jags. I think Minshew is yeah, coming out trying to prove himself. I mean, I think like this will be another nail biter. You'll have the classic Philip Rivers driving the field late, throwing hopefully throwing a pick for that uh, spread to still cover. Um, I'm taking Jags plus three. I feel like every time I watch Phil Rivers, he's Garbage. down 
seven or down three, Every and he time. gets the ball on like the fifteen the yard whole, line, and he'll go like the whole field thirty, and he'll go like fifty five yards, and then just throw for a pick okay. in the end zone well, for nothing. Against Oakland. Exactly. I, I feel like that's every time I've, I I've watched him. I cannot trust him. So, yeah. I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to take the Chargers. No, all that build-up just to take the Chargers. Um, listen, I've never been a, a Phil Rivers apologizer. He's had, like, phenomenal teams um, throughout his entire career, and he's pretty much been the reason they can't get it done um, consistently. Both teams are 4-8. and eight. I don't know if... The Chargers are better for an eight team than the Jaguars, but I'm gonna, you know, pull the blinds over my eyes and pretend they are, Jaguars. and and take the. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers. It's a tough game. It's it be is. Tough. It it's is. Gonna, it's gonna be a game where you close your eyes the whole time yeah. and just hope something good happens. Yeah. This is a stay away game for sure. Yeah. That's a, the first four o'clock game of the day, by the way. Um, well, the only four o'clock game. Now we're moving on to four twenty-five. Um, Kansas City at New England. You got a pretty good game here between the new and the old um, superstar quarterbacks of the league, Mahomes and Tom Brady. The line opened at New England minus three and the under over at 49. Um, New England's offense has been struggling. Um, Kansas City's defense has been playing better. The play on this for me is is the under. Um, This is a high total. Um, I could see this game ending up I don't know, maybe, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know if Kansas City's going to score points. Like, I know that they can, but they really, like, they haven't been. Like, it. That's defense. Like, they, yeah, they scored 40 against Oakland last week, but Oakland's not New England. And I, I mean, I trusted Tom Brady last week. I, I, I don't feel comfortable with their offense. I just don't. I've watched it, and it's just, it, it's, it's, it's tough to watch. He doesn't have the receiving core that he used to have. Um... I think Kansas City can is going to go into Foxborough and win the game. Patrick Mahomes also doesn't look great since oh, yeah. coming back from his injury. He just doesn't like they put up a sneaky forty points. Like he did not look great. He had he his first half it was like painful to watch, and I almost felt bad for the guy. Like he just he was throwing balls at people's feet. Like he wasn't able to create plays. He looked frustrated, uh, but he's still Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I don't know. I could see this flying over the total, but my play is going to be under. He's not the same quarterback that he was last year, but it's nearly impossible to be the same quarterback that he was last year. Um, you know, you get another 20-some-odd game, or 16, what are we on at 14? You get another 30 games on the dude. Like, you have tape to go off now, and it's almost impossible to still game plan for him. With that said, Bill Belichick is the best game planner in the league. Uh, I think the Pats had their one embarrassment already with the, the Ravens game. And then they had another embarrassment with the Houston game. The Houston game. I, I think they're going to bounce back, and I think they're going to dominate. I would take the um, the New England Patriots minus three and not even worry uh, about it. I think the, the thing under, is... I, I like the under. Totally. The under is a good play here. I think it's going to be a slow game. See, I, the, I think the under is the play, and but going off of your two points about their embarrassment games, I... The, all right, so you look at the two quarterbacks manning the teams they lost to. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson... And Deshaun Watson. Now you look at the quarterback against them again this week. It's a guy that is grouped into the same category of being a playmaker and use, being able to use his legs. Although he doesn't use it as he doesn't use them as much as Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson. He doesn't have to get out of the pocket to make. He a doesn't play. have to, but the thing is that he can. And we've seen that the quarterbacks with the ability to 
run and use their legs and make plays and extend plays have hurt the Patriots and have exposed their defense. So I don't, I don't know, but like, just a point. I, I, I don't know necessarily what weight that holds, but it, it's. I'm gonna play devil's I, advocate I with you and and just say like, the two guys that beat them already, Mahomes and Jackson, right? Watson are beating you, but what did I say? Mahomes. Mahomes. Okay, so Jackson and um, Watson. and Watson are beating you almost exclusively with their legs in a primary or their ability to beat you with their legs in a primary sense uh, sense, and then you're you know also worried about their arm. I think you're worried more about Mahomes' arm than you are about his legs. Without and, a doubt, I agree. and you're going against two dudes in Jackson and Watson, where you exclusively I think game planned for you know, like an option kind of like run game. And if the Chiefs are doing the same thing here, obviously Mahomes is slower. He's not as, you know, talented with his legs than the other two guys. They have a rushing touchdown last week. It, sure, but he's... It's almost easier to let Mahomes beat you with his legs than it is to let the other two guys I agree. Go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with that. I'm just... I, I'm just playing devil's advocate as well, and I'm... Yeah, I, I just still think the unders to play, and it's going to be a slow game. I think both quarterbacks are going to stay in the pocket, but Mahomes has the ability to get out and create plays, so it's a possibility. I agree with you, Mano, or at least what you said earlier. Like uh, The Pats have been embarrassed twice, um, and they're not going to let that happen again. You even saw that clip come out of Brady just reaming into his wide receivers on the sideline. Um, Belichick also is not going to take another loss, especially not to Andy Reid. Um I was originally thinking the under, but I I think the Pats are going to come just smack him in the mouth. They're going to win by at least a touchdown. I'm taking Pats minus three, and, and they're at home, going going into Foxborough. 5-0 straight up at home. And, and I, I know the Chiefs are like 5-1, and one, I think, against the spread on the road, or just record on the road is 5-1, and one, but I, I still think Pats are coming out victorious on this. And even with the uh, Chiefs going off that large win, 40-9, they might come into this a little more lax days ago than they should, and that's like another thing that scares me, so I'm going to go with Pats. Nice. Nice SAT word. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty, moving on. We got Pittsburgh visiting Arizona. Um, the line is Pittsburgh minus 1.5. The total is 43.5. I'm on the Ducky Hodges train. Quack, quack. And more so on the Mike Tomlin train. That guy has made something out of nothing. They've... What don't he, have Big Ben. Done, what he's done in Pittsburgh in his tenure there is ridiculous. It's insane. And this year is just the icing on the cake. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, like, no, they're not going anywhere really this year. Like, they're 7-5. and five. They have a shot at the playoffs. But, I mean, they're not going to win the division. they got to get in um, by wild card. And I don't know. Like, it's just something weird. Like, their defense has stepped up. Um, people have made plays. Even, like, James Conner's been out. Like, they don't have Big Ben. They don't have Antonio Brown anymore. They don't have Juju either. They don't have Juju right now. He's been hurt. Um, I believe he's playing, though. No, neither of them are playing. Him and, him and Conner are both out. Conner's definitely out? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. They're both out. I mean, Juju's definitely out? Yeah, they're yeah. both out. But the point but, being, this is a team that's made something out of nothing. It's not like they're being smacked in the mouth with this random team, bunch of injuries one week, nobody the next week. They've been playing with these with these guys. Like Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell have been carrying the load on the ground. James Washington and Deontay Johnson have been p- 
playing well at receiver and just giving them a chance. And Mike Tomlin's game plan has also gave them a, just a chance to win. And they're going up against a team that just isn't great. Like, another middle-of-the-pack team. I think they're better than their record indicates. I think Arizona is better than a 3-8 and team. Maybe not on defense, but they have the ability to make plays. And I don't know. I, I'm, well, I, I think, think Pittsburgh just goes into Arizona and covers the spread. It's it, low enough for me to is. take and just... One and a half, I think. I'm going to ride yeah, it. One and a half is good. Uh, I just can't trust Arizona's defense. Their defense has been bad. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Arizona is a little bit of a better team than the record shows. Um, but one thing, too, is Hodges, he's a, he's a backup, and there's a lot of like backups or second strings out there and they click they like do more reps together in practice definitely click um and one fun fact i want to drop here is the blue wing teal duck is native to arizona so you know ducks going in there dropping some calls they're gonna cover <laughs> the spread minus one and a half yeah i like minus one and a half too i don't i'm not a big fan of uh you know they're better than their record says there are uh, i think it was bill parcells who said you are what your record says you are um Bill Parcells is a great coach. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. There's no reason this should be one and a half. This should be five, I would think. I don't. I, I'm taking the, the the Steelers. Yeah, minus one and a half. Can't, you can't not write the Steelers defense too has been unreal. They got Minka Fitzpatrick and it turned around. Like normally you turn around when you get like a linebacker or like mm-hmm. a safety, somebody in. You well, know, Minka Fitzpatrick is a safety. He's a cornerback. They're, they put him at corner. They have him at safety. I thought. Well, what they might they? put him all around. Yeah, who but cares where they put him at this? Point? He's been. He plays playmaker for he, that. He is <laughs> playmaker. And Arizona sure. is also one four and one at home. Like mm-hmm. you can't trust Arizona here. I I, I think. Um, uh, Pittsburgh one and a half is an easy pick here. I love, I, I love the Yinzers. Um, shouts to shouts to shouts to the Pittsburgh natives out there. Um, Zach Welland. <laughs> um, uh, I think you'd be stupid to leave. You know to take Arizona plus one and a half here. Alrighty. Could all agree. All yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Tennessee at Oakland is the next one. The line opened at Tennessee minus three. It's now Tennessee minus two and a half. The total opened at 46.5. It's now at 47.5. Um, so the over is getting smashed. And um, Oakland is getting early money. Um, moving Tennessee down to 2.5. I don't agree with the opening action on this one. Um, I think Tennessee has turned it around since benching Mar- Marcus Mariota. I think Ryan Tannehill is playing for something. He's trying to prove something. And... Their run game is working. Like Derrick Henry has been playing very well. Um, their defense has stepped up. Like they're not they're not like scoring an ungodly amount of points. Um, the last two weeks they've led up seventeen to Indianapolis and twenty to Jacksonville, um, and they've put up forty two against Jacksonville and thirty one against Indianapolis. I, I just think the Raiders are just not running into a buzzsaw here, but I just don't think this is a good matchup for them. Like Oakland has lost two. Of their last two. Um, not that that's a great sample size. But they beat Cincinnati before that. And then they beat the Chargers who were struggling. Um, they just got smacked at Kansas City. And Kansas City didn't even play that well. That's the thing. Like, you could see... It was a 4 o'clock game on national television. And John Gruden is just licking his lips. Like, looking so perplexed. Like, just didn't know what the heck was going on. Like, I, I just don't think he knows how to handle this team because they're just not good. Like, yeah, he's a good coach, but now I'm starting to question it. Like, I don't know whether he's capable 
of turning nothing into something like Mike Tomlin is like we just talked about. Um, Tennessee minus three is my pick and might be my lock of the week. So, I I, I like Tennessee. I mean, uh, Tannehill's been something something different for he, he's been a breath of fresh air for that Tennessee offense that's been stagnant for the past you know two three years with Mariota at the helm. Um, their defense is stout. I do think they, it gives Derek Carr a rough time, uh, even at home. The uh, uh, Raiders are probably going to be without Josh Jacobs, who's been playing with uh, an ankle injury. He said he got like a fracture in his ankle. He's been playing with it since like week seven or something like that. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, ouch is right. They're going to be missing, Raiders are missing Trent Brown too. Um, with their starting tackle. So I, I think that the Tennessee Titans have a field day here on defense. Um, Tennessee minus three. I don't think Mike Vabrell gets enough appreciation for what he's been doing in Tennessee. It's low-key. It low is. Key it is. And maybe that's just because it's Tennessee and it's the middle of, it's you know. tough market, the, too. Yeah. The, the state, and it's kind of. Well, know, I feel so like it shouldn't the, be a tough market. Like, you got Nashville. Like, Nashville. like it's yeah. literally Nashville. Like, it should not be a problem. They, they've never been that good, and, and mm-hmm. the Tennessee people aren't going to come out and see an unimpressive Tennessee team. I mean, the, the nation doesn't want to see an unimpressive Tennessee team that's slow, boring, not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. No, but I agree with you. I think um, I think minus two and a half is the pick here. Uh, I, I think Tennessee is playing really well. Mike Vrabel has gotten that defense in line. They're playing phenomenal ball on both sides. Um, and like you said, the 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 Raiders are kind of struggling right now. You don't like you might not like zero and two in the last you know two is a good number. How about twelve points in the last two games? Bad. Yeah. yeah, it's. I call that not good. No, it's. They got blown by the Jets. I saw yeah. that game with my own two eyes <laughs> live. I lost a lot of money on the game. Cold, <laughs> wet. They have been playing uninspiring football. I don't know if. I, I I think John Gruden has shown a lot in his two years that he has you know the ability to kind of adapt to what a modern NFL is kind of like looking for and kind of what he has to do. I just don't think the consistency is there yet. I don't know if he has the talent on both sides of the ball to stand um, to stand a chance against a maybe not as maybe not a talented Tennessee team, but they're as they're disciplined as they could be. You know, they're going to be in the right places at the right time. Um, so Tennessee minus two and a half. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I'm I'm a big big John Gruden fan, but. After these two bloods this past week, he, he doesn't have the players, I think, that he would need for his full playbook to work out. And with Josh Jacobs potentially or even maybe fully being out, I think the Raiders are going to try, come out strong. Derrick Henry is just going to run all over them early. And like you said, Tannehill does have a point to prove, so he, he's not going to back down. I'm taking uh, Titans minus two and a half. All right, moving on to the Sunday night game. We have Seattle visiting the Rams. Um, the line opened at Seattle minus two and a half. It's now a pick'em game, so there's a lot of line movement here, almost a, a full field goal of shift. Um, the total opened at 46 and a half. It's now 47 and a half. I don't really like the Rams too much this year. Like I, I don't think that like it's not like they lost talent. Like they went out and got Jalen Ramsey. And it hasn't really helped them out too much. Like, yes, he's a playmaker, one of the best corners in the league. But he just hasn't been doing what everybody expected him to do. But everybody could – I mean, people are seeing this as a bounce-back game for the Rams as 
They're just taking the free points at home, which I understand taking a home dog, especially the Rams against the Seahawks, and the Seahawks defense has been porous. Um, it hasn't held up in years like in years past um, when they had the Legion of Boom. Um, I don't know. Like we're getting a good number on Seattle now. Um, I don't know if I would have taken them at like I would agree with the public if I if I got to this to bet it earlier in the week, I would probably look at the Rams plus close to a field goal at home and say, hey, maybe. Um, but now that you have Seattle at a pick'em game, like I, I'm gonna just ride the hot hand here, and I think Seattle keeps it going. Like they're they're playing really good football. Um, they're they they're on a hot streak here. Um, their running game is a nice two-headed monster with Carson and Penny. I I just think it's gonna be too much for the Rams to handle. Um, they they're off. Seattle's offense is just way too explosive. Um, Seattle in a pick'em game is my pick. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think the Rams gonna throw the f word out there they're they're a little bit of frauds um and <laughs> especially with Clowney coming back he's just killing it on the on Seahawks defense um and Russell Wilson has proved week after week that he he's elite um and it's not like they even have a far distance to travel it's a prime time game and I I see that the Rams like even though they're they're eight and what is it they're ten and two against the spread in their last 12 games against NFC teams if it was like minus five and a half, the Seahawks, I would be a little bit more worried. But with a minus three, I'm gonna take that, and that actually might even be my. It's a pick'em game now. Oh, it's a pick'em game. Okay, well, Seahawks pick'em. There's a lock. What are you thinking, man? I I don't know what I want to do here. For some reason, I want to pick the Rams. I I'm I want to pick the Rams. I don't you know. You know, it's like. I feel you know, like the heart, I, I just know, feel like Seattle's the, been like in really close games, and I don't know if they're able if their luck keeps. It's just, I don't know. The mind says L.A., but the heart says Seattle. That's true. That, you see, know that's what where I mean. I'm, at. I, I'm looking at L.A., and I know the talent that they have on the on specifically the offensive side of the ball. The defense is good, and it's good enough to like hold up. But I don't know if they can hold up with Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Like he's. A, if Lamar Jackson didn't exist, he's the MVP. So it's, it, I I struggle, I really do. It, it's LA at home, and that's that that's why I struggle. Jared Goff at home is different than Jared Goff on the road. Now Seattle's defense isn't what it used to be. They're not the Legion of Boom anymore. They're, yes, they're a decent defense. Um, Jared Goff can throw for four hundred yards. Cooper Cup can pop off. You know they have Todd Gurley on the offensive side. So the Rams put up thirty four last week against. The Cardinals, but prior to that, it was six against the Ravens, seven against the, the Bears, seventeen against the on oh no, a twelve against the Steelers. I don't know. Like the I, thing is, the Seattle does not have a good defense, but they're a well coached team, and that holds weight in this matchup. I think. You know, it, we, Rams. The Rams' offensive line too is also what makes me nervous with Jaden. You know, Seattle's got your David Clowney. If they get if they get Ziggy Ansah back too, that's why I get nervous. You know, throw some blitz packages in there. I don't know if that that offensive line is going to pick it up, and Jared Goff can't move around the pocket. I don't know. I, so on the on the on the count of three here, Nick. All right, you ready? We're gonna we're gonna drop yes. the pick. Like yes. Ready? ready? Somebody ready? else count, count it off. Yeah, yeah somebody else count down. Three, two, one. Seattle. Rams. Wow. Wow. I had to go Rams. I'm happy that Rams. turned out the way it did. I had to go Rams. I don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know why. Just... 
Already. under that pressure. That's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I like so that. We'll see. We'll see. That was good. I'm not gambling on the game because I don't. I don't. I don't really want to touch it. But LA Rams, pick them. All right. Moving on to the best game, and thank God this game is Monday night. I don't understand why this game is Monday night. They should just flex something else into the spot, which I mean, obviously is not game, possible. Hey, yeah, this might be a good game. NFC it could be a good game, but up. it's just not. It's a two and ten Giants team playing in Philadelphia with Eli, Listen, with Eli, Eli Manning, uh, with Eli just, Manning. It is not just any two and ten, two and ten Giants. Team. It's not. And I said it before we started recording this podcast. There is some higher power. I don't know the football gods, who it is, what it is, but somebody elevates guys like Eli Manning in this spot and just gives them this ungodly skill set to just go out there and play out of their mind. The Giants haven't won in Philly in like 2,000 days or something uh, like that. They haven't. They're, I think they're... So what you're saying is the time's now. Nine, <laughs> it's, 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 now. Are they nine, they're nine and ten. At, or, Philly is nine... nine I can't get this out. Philly, Philly has won nine, eight or nine out of the last ten matchups with the Giants. Um, so we haven't really Listen, necessarily if, had their if, number. If it's, Elijah's, if it's Elijah Manning's farewell tour, he's, he's ended with a W against Philly. And he's going into Philly. He's 116 and 116 Philly. on his career. All the talk is up there like, oh, if he ends his career under 500, is he not a Hall of Fame or does that taint you know his... A, you, know what, you know what adds to that too? What? So... All time, the Giants and uh, Eagles like all time record is tied to. I think it's like ninety, ninety and two or something like that. Oh. So whoever wins this game, is I'm telling you right now, six against the spread in the past ten games. It's a uh, it's here. it's a storybook game. Um, <clears throat> with that said, it's Philly nine and a half. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't. The Giants that. aren't good. I know Carson Wentz isn't. You know what everybody wants Carson Wentz to be. You know that one Super Bowl year where he didn't even play in the Super Bowl or the playoffs or like the last three games or something like that. Uh, it's it's just uninspiring football from both teams. But the Eagles are going to play slightly less uninspiring football. <laughs> I just I, can't I don't agree. I could I not I, I, I could not I don't know agree, disagree more. Elijah's done honestly. nothing but bless our childhood with two Super Bowl rings. Um, He's the, I, as much as I hate him and what he does. He's the quarterback we know. He, he's he's my guy. I got th- if there's a game that I ride with him, I, it's either this one or when they play uh, Washington next week or the week after. Um, I'm gonna go Giants plus nine and a half. I'm gonna hate every second yeah. of it. Yeah. I'm probably not gonna. I'm gonna have to close my eyes half of the game, but. Giants nine and a half. Road Honestly, team, Road I'm not team. recommending this, but I personally will be throwing. Small amount on Giants money line. I think Eli, I agree. Also, I think Eli does come in. I also don't have any faith in Carson Wentz seeing his past performances. I think Eli comes in. He does his little one hit wonder of the season. Goes out on top. If he keeps playing the rest of the season, I don't know if he keeps up that trend. But going into Philly Monday night game prime time NFC East matchup, awful division. Giants plus nine and a half. Yes, sir. Roll G man, baby. The Giants are winning this game. Yes. Giants plus 330 on the money line. That is unbelievable value against a team that's bad. You got a two-time Super Bowl MVP quarterback back, fresh, hasn't played since, what, week three, week two? I think Daniel Jones' start was for week three. His first start was week three. I, I don't know. Giants money line plus 330. It's worth the shot. If you're going to play like a lottery parlay with a bunch of dogs and throw them in there, I don't think it's a bad pick or if you – like. I don't know, but a safer pick is Giants plus nine and a half. Bump that thing up to ten. Um, 
yeah, call it a day. I mean, that's that's it for me. Like, I, I really have this odd gut feeling that the Giants are going to go in there and win. I, I don't know what it is. Like, they have weapons on offense. Like, Sterling Shepard Sterling Shepard is finally back. Golden Tate cleared concussion protocol. He's playing. Evan Ingram, though. I don't think Evan Ingram's going to play. So that, the entire, Evan Ingram hasn't not, played in weeks. But, Evan Ingram is out. That entire Giants wide receiver core is one touchdown, like, head-butt celebration away from all being concussed. So, Roll Giants. Let's hope they get through the game. <laughs> Fine by me. Are we doing locks of the week? Yeah, let's go all through right. locks I, of the I'll, week. I'll, I'll start off here. Um... My lock of the week is Pittsburgh, minus one and a half, on the road in Arizona. There is no reason, zero, none, that Pittsburgh should be one and a half point favorites in this game. They're a good team when Devlin Hodges takes the ball. I would understand it if Mason Rudolph was taking the ball because he's not good, but Devlin Hodges is at least serviceable enough to get you points on the board, even with, you know, the whoever's catching the ball for them, not Juju Smith, not James Conner, whoever. And I just don't think Arizona's defense is particularly that good, letting up 34 points to the Rams, 36 points to the to the, um, to the Niners, 30 to the... Uh, I can't read that logo. I just had a stroke. Uh, <laughs> 30 to the Buccaneers and then another 28 to the, uh, to the Niners. I just, I just don't see it. 0-5 in their last five. I don't know why Vegas is, you know, up so on the Lurs. Cardinals this week. So, yeah, the Lurs. The Lurs. The Lurs. All right, my lock of the week is going to be Cleveland, minus seven. Um, I know Cincinnati's coming off a win against the Jets. Um, I, I don't I don't care. One win, they haven't looked great. I get Andy Dalton's in. I think with all the issues going on in Cleveland, especially this stuff where they're, they're frustrated, all that, I think they're ready. They're going to just – Cincinnati's going to come in to Cleveland and just get stomped. Get stomped. So Cleveland minus seven, that's a lock. I'm going to go with a double or nothing. Two locks of the week. Baltimore minus six. Tennessee minus three. Two road favorites. I just don't think these lines are accurate. I think that Baltimore is a hell of a lot better team than Buffalo. Um, like Baltimore is 10-2. and Buffalo is 9-3. But Baltimore is just a much better team. And, I mean... I'm going to ride the hot streak of the Titans, so those are my two locks of the week. Uh, and then I will end this with a um, my lock of the week. I know what this is going to be, you cheeky little guy. <laughs> I'm going Miami Dolphins plus Ooh, five. That's not what I expected. What, what, what I thought you were going to pick the Giants. I was close. Yeah. I was close to picking the Giants. <laughs> but if I pick the Giants, then they're not going to win. And then I'd rather pick the Dolphins. Um, I think Dolphins plus five, plus five and a half, whatever you can grab it at. Um, I don't trust the Jets at all. I don't trust Adam Gase if there's no... Uh, Jamal Adams, there's no Le'Veon Bell. I think that's going to be a shootout. Um, someone's going to lose on a field goal. And uh, Dolphins, plus five, plus five and a half. All right. So those are our locks of the week. That wraps up our um, week th- or third episode of the Caps On podcast. Um, we actually got through this with zero technical difficulties yeah, for the first yes, time. Um, so production value is on the rise. Um <laughs> Make sure you guys follow our social media on Twitter at CapsOn underscore Inc. I-N-C. Um, on Instagram at CapsOn.Sports. Uh, you can listen to the podcast, obviously, you know, on Spotify. Um, we're looking to get it out there on Apple Music. So if you have friends out there who um, use Apple Podcasts to listen to their podcast and their music, um, yeah, we'll who, be coming who, who there soon. Apple I believe Spotify. you need... 
Oh, man, are you use Apple Music? Yeah, I use Apple. You have I Spotify use, also. I do though. have Spotify, but I use Apple. Uh, I use Apple's you know built-in podcast app. It's easier. Gotcha. Interesting. All right, sorry. Anyway, I think you need three podcasts to be able to post um, to Apple Music and submit. So I think we're there at this point. So I think we'll be good. We'll be able to get published on that app as well. Um, so spread the word. I hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, thanks for listening. Good luck in your bets this week. And as always, we'll keep the caps on for you. And let's go Giants. Let's go Giants.